The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A survey has revealed that one in five 16-year-old boys who gamble in Ireland are finding it difficult to control that gambling habit. Is gambling becoming a problem among younger people? Uh, we were talking yesterday about how vaping is quite the thing. Has gambling become also quite the thing? Well, joining me now is Professor of Psychiatry at Trinity College in Dublin, Brendan Kelly. Brendan, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, gambling, we know, and you've said it before, that uh, young people go in for risky behaviour, and that often is uh, doing things they shouldn't do, uh, maybe drinking out in the field, maybe getting involved in trouble of various kinds. The difficulty with gambling is that if you get sucked in, it is so destructive, it'll ruin your life. Yeah, gambling is uh, can become an addiction. Uh, it, it can become a compulsive behaviour. And I guess the concern with young people gambling is that it becomes a habit. And of course, gambling as a teenager is a huge risk factor for problem ga- gambling both then and into the future. Um, the, the, I mean, the study we're looking at here is a European study, it looked at many countries, and it looked at 16-year-olds in Ireland and found that maybe 28% of 16-year-old boys had gambled over the previous 12 months and 18% of 16-year-old girls in Ireland had gambled over the previous 12 months. It's probably worth noticing um, this study was done in 2019, so it was before the pandemic. Okay, so habits may have uh, changed and being confined to home and uh, having access to um, the internet via your laptop or whatever uh, may have increased that. Um, What is the attraction from um, a psychological point of view of gambling? Well, I mean, obviously there is a sort of desire to win, a desire to gain. But oddly, the big attraction is that you cannot predict when that will happen. And in pure psychological terms, that is called variable interval positive reinforcement. In other words, something positive, something good happens, but you've no idea when. It, you know, it will happen from time to time, but you, you can't predict when. And that variability is the attraction. And that's a sort of risk-seeking behaviour because gambling costs money. And we know that boys are more prone to risk-seeking behaviour than girls. So this accounts for why gambling in this age group is more common among boys than girls, because boys seek out these risky behaviours more commonly than girls seek out these Mm. risky behaviours. Do we know uh, about the attractions of the betting shop? I mean, there are fewer and fewer of those as more people gamble online. But uh, as a child growing up, I always regarded the betting shop as a kind of a seedy place. Um, There was a lot of smoking going on in betting shops and uh, people who didn't look particularly well healed there with a fag behind the ear, scribbling on a piece of paper, uh, handing the the docket through the hatch, all that kind of thing. And when we would be sent by our parents uh, once a year to gamble on the Grand National, it wasn't a place that we kind of looked forward to going into. We just went in, thrust the, the little docket across the counter and got out as quickly as possible. I know the betting shops have changed. Yeah, but the betting shops still remain this very, very specific kind of experience. You know, the location, the smell, the, the, the activity, they're, they're an interesting anthropological entity. But certainly for this survey, it included uh, you know, a much broader definition. We were talking more about slot machines here, 
um, you know, um, betting uh, within video games is also a thing. Uh, using um, lottery cards is another thing, as well as betting on sports and betting on animals and things. But the most interesting part of this survey in 2019 is that only 23 percent, less than a quarter of this betting was occurring online among the young people, among the 16 year olds. So it was mostly in person. Now, this might have changed during the pandemic, but I guess our routine tendency, which is to blame technology for pretty much everything and blame mobile phones for every problem that teenagers have, doesn't seem to be borne out here because the vast amount of the gambling occurs in other settings other than online. Yeah. Now, other settings can be just going into a shop and buying a scratch card. That's a gamble. Buying a lotto ticket, that's a gamble. Uh, And the survey included all of those activities. So can that distort because buying an occasional lotto ticket, uh, you know, you, you, you hear that the jackpot is five million euro and you happen to be in a shop and you happen to see a lotto, uh, a lotto machine, you buy a ticket. That qualifies when asked, did you gamble in the last year? I bought a lotto ticket. Do you know? Yeah, so, so, so you would be, yes, you did gamble in the last year. And if you bought a single lot, lottery ticket and you would come out in this survey as having gambled. But I guess there's two things to say about that. The comparison across countries is interesting. Ireland is a little bit above average for the teenagers gambling. Countries with a, a, an even higher rate of teenage gambling include Greece and Italy, much higher rates. And Germany has a lower rate of teenage gambling. So even with that, the comparisons are interesting. But the other thing the survey looked at is what effect was it having? So we know for example, gambling is more common among boys um, who have a lower academic performance. And these things feed off each other. So I guess it's not just the fact of gambling or not, but that there is evidence that it is associated with negative outcomes, increased symptoms of anxiety and depression and so forth in this age group. The question of whether video games condition people into a gambling mentality, you know, there may be no money involved in some of the sites. There is uh, cash involved in in others. But uh, the fact that you get a reward for maybe opening a particular door, but you don't know whether there's going to be goodies behind it or whether you'll be zapped. And I'm just being general about the kind of games. Um, You could say you can get your fix playing that kind of game without losing any money or... Does that kind of game condition you to going to, you know, real world gambling? Well, it, what it does in the game is it's it lowers your threshold for actual gambling with money. And, it, you know, the opening the door or, or, or looking in the cave or whatever it is, is a perfect example of the uh, positive reinforcement that appears entirely random and is therefore addictive. So it does... Within the game, it does desensitize you. You're, you know, you're all excited and you want to keep going, so you're you're more likely to 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 pay to gamble within the game. But it does desensitize you to gambling outside of that setting as well. I mean, uh, particularly for these young people, though, there is possibility of regulating this better. We do have a gambling regulation bill which is going through the works at the moment and would take some very sensible steps to protect these young people from some of the negative effects of this gambling. Yeah. You know, you can control broadcast radio and television. You can do those kind of things. Um, you can't control the Internet. Um, so that that is an issue. Yes, it is. It is an issue, but a great deal of this uh, does not occur on the Internet. And one can you know, at least do sensible things um, that would reduce, if not entirely eliminate the problem. So one of the things from the survey is that gambling is more common among teenagers whose parents tend not to know their whereabouts. 
Now, look, everyone loses track of teenagers from time to time, and that link can work both ways. But it, it's nonetheless an interesting one that a, a general sense of monitoring and things like um, sort of banning on the gambling gambling advertisements before 9pm at night. These things have been used in other jurisdictions, and we have seen reductions in teenage gambling in other jurisdictions uh, mm. following measures like this. Do we know how many of the parents of the gamblers are gamblers? Ah, Now, that we do not know, but we can confidently assume that the parents of gambling teenagers would tend to gamble as well, because one of the wonderful and sometimes terrifying things about being a parent is that one's children uh, tend to copy their parents' behaviour. And we see this all over with mobile phone use. Uh, We see it with internet use. Uh, and it's also true for gambling as well as smoking and, ta- and taking drugs. It, it legitimizes behavior for teenagers. And um, uh, scary though it is, our, our teenagers tend to turn out like their parents. And finally, Brendan, is there any predictor of which teenager might become a problem gambler? No, apart from the fact that um, boys are more likely um, than girls both to gamble and to have problems with it. And it's simply the more gambling, the worse it is both now and into the future as an adult. So, you know, a certain degree of legislative regulation through the legislation would help um, an awareness of the importance of keeping an eye on this for children and that it is a problem would also help. And also sort of general awareness that this is both a behaviour problem and ultimately a health problem that can be uh, improved. Brendan Kelly, Professor of Psychiatry at Trinity College in Dublin. And thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.